Hello, everyone. Welcome to Van Life and Chill, the podcast. I'm your host, Forrest Stevens, and today I'm talking with Frankie. And she tells us her story about why she moved into a minivan at the age of 50 and how the minivan hasn't really been built out very much. And she doesn't really have plans to build it out even more because she has found a way of life that works for her. We also hear some funny stories from her about some of the challenges of this lifestyle. And she talks about what it really means to be a van lifer and uh, what that uh, entails. So thanks everybody for watching. Hope you guys enjoy this podcast. My name is Frankie Kidd. I have been living full time in my mini camper van for three years. I am a writer. I am a digital nomad. Um, at 50 years old, I decided to move into a van. Imagine that. So, and I went for it. I had a 50th birthday party and I haven't looked back. A mini camper van. So you have a, what kind of van is it? It's a Honda Odyssey that I converted into a mini camper van and I've just been on the road and yeah. What does your conversion look like? So it's a bed. I actually have a chair bed. So a fold out, you probably heard of a fold out sofa bed. I have a fold out chair bed. So it's the same concept. It looks like a sofa. It aligns perfectly with my back seats in my van. So it's like a long bed. And that's all I need is a bed and a table. And I have my back, I have, the, I have a big trunk. Um, I have my front seat in there. So I just have this bed and a, like a table. That's it. So you must use the table for your kitchen setup or, or sort of how do you? I use it for everything. I have like, I've determined that the table has maybe 11 uses that I can use it 11 different ways. So to chill, to read, to work, to eat, it does it all. <laughs> so it sounds very minimal for three years of living like this. It, it's, uh, it sounds like you've kept a very minimal kind of build out. Absolutely. One of the things I had to also think about is I am a, actually a digital nomad. And so I think when YouTube or people put you in a certain category, you become a van dweller. And that's fine because I am a van dweller. But like in the winter, I've never stayed in my van in a winter. Um, whether I'll get an Airbnb, whether I'll get a cheap motel. Um, I've even done some family stuff. So my thing is just because you are a van dweller does not mean you have to live in your van 24 seven through freezing cold, through hot heat. You reserve the right to do your van life. I don't think there, there is not a blueprint that fits all van dwellers. I am houseless and zip codeless by choice, but I also, I'm a digital nomad and I earn. And so I reserve the right to get a hotel, get a motel, not be in my van if it's cold, if it's hot. And I think that's some of the things we get we get confused about. People think, oh, you're a van dweller, so you're not in your van, so you're not really a That's not the case. <laughs> so when you leave the van and stay in a motel or Airbnb or wherever, is it is it for how long usually? Is it just to kind of wait out a storm? It's a wait out a storm. It's just how I feel. Like right now, I've got something going on, this dry weather. I have some stuff going on with my skin. And so for me, it's just as long as I feel. I always keep a reserve savings because I'm 50, I'm over 50 and I don't know how I'm going to feel. I don't know what my mental state of mind, I just don't know. And so for me, I reserve the right to just do, go as I do what I feel. I was not going, um, I was going to the RTR, right? The RTR. And I decided um, to not go the route that I was going. I decided to take route 66. And it never occurred to me that people don't take route 66 
in the winter, right? It's a reason why they say go through April and July. It never occurred to me that I have to go through mountainous, like cold. It never, it never did because I don't plan. I just go, I do what I want. And that's the reason why I decided to become a van dweller because I wanted the freedom to do what I want. But I made a big mistake trying to take Route 66 and thinking I was going to explore. It is a disaster. It has been, <laughs> it's been a disaster. I'll just be honest. It's been, it's been a cold disaster. So you've hit some real cold. I, I saw in your latest video, there was ice, I think on the inside of your van. There was ice on the outside. I don't do window coverings. Um, and, and I don't know what I was thinking. I, I seriously don't know why I decided to go. I wanted to do Route 66. I live, my home base is Ohio. It's 3,000 miles away from California. So I decided I've, dri I've driven it, the route that we usually go. But I had never done Route 66 and I wanted to explore, but it didn't occur to me there's a reason you don't do Route 66 in the winter. My skin is having this like, I don't know what's going on with my skin. I'm having all kinds of problems. So I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. It's my, you know, it, it, you go with the flow. You know, there's no blueprint. And I have friends that are waiting on me. They're like, where are you at? It takes three days. I'm like, it doesn't take me three days. I'm taking the joy route. So it's been a disaster on my own terms. I tend to make commitments. I meet people, you know, you're a filmmaker, you're a YouTuber. You meet a lot of people, you hear from a lot of people and you want to meet them and you want to just hook up. And they say the, the best made plans or what, how's it go or paved in hell or something. I don't know, but just didn't happen. It's not happening. And I have people who get frustrated. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to live in a van and take the joy route. Cause I wanted to live life on my own terms and having to say, I'm meeting you at this point, or we're going to drive this way. It has driven me crazy. And it's, it's made for a difficult situation with new people that I'm meeting because I'm always saying like, I'm on my way and I'm not on my way. You know, I'm just taking the joy route. And so you have a guilt. I feel guilty. I feel very guilty. Um, I feel guilty. So you mentioned there a couple of times, you mentioned a couple of reasons, uh, freedom, living life on your own terms. Maybe you can elaborate on that. What was sort of the reason that you were getting into van life? So I was renting a room. I am divorced. I'm a divorced mother of two. I have 30 year olds. They're probably older than you. I have two 30 year olds. And um, I was living in a roommate situation and the lease was up. And after the lease, I decided, you know what? I'm going to move into my van. I wasn't forced into my van. It wasn't, I just thought I can give it a try. And if I don't like it, I can get something else. I can get another roommate or I can whatever. And um, I like it. I like van life. I like the freedom. So I wasn't forced into it. Van life is was is my choice. It's my choice. I, I chose it. And the reason why I decided to go with the minivan, I thought, for first of all, I own my minivan and it was important to me. I know I have friends that have larger like RV vans and they have a 20 year mortgage. I mean, it's, it's literally like they're, they're not, they don't own those things. Right. And that's okay because that's okay. They don't own it. And so for me, that's just like rent. If I wanted to go into another situation, um, why not rent it? Why not get a condo? Why not get an apartment or get a house? I don't want to, I didn't want to do that. Um, if I couldn't own it, I didn't want to live in a vehicle that I couldn't own. I could have gotten like a older model vehicle and fix it up or something like that. But a minivan has actually worked out. Aside from the problems I have with the minivan, I've just been, 
other than that, the minivan is perfectly fine for me. I look at it like you're you can you take road trips, right? And in a road trip, you might be in a car eight hours or four hours or six hours. That's the same in a minivan. You get out, you go in coffee shops, you go in a library, I go to parks, I go, I'm not in the van. I try to live out of the van as much as possible. And so it works out. And if it really works out, then we'll see. In a couple of years, I plan to go in a boxable, which is a casita home. And uh, But if I decide van life, I want to get something, you know, and do this van life a little more, then maybe I'll do that. But I like the fact that a minivan is stealth. It uh, doesn't require a lot of, I've been camping with friends and they have like, like I said, big vehicles and the amount of work they have to do. I'm outside exploring. I don't want to do any work. I just need to sleep. And so it's working out for now. Who knows if it'll continue to work out, but for right now, it's working out for me. You'll probably hear my air. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Um, okay. So so what inspired you originally though? What kind of gave you the idea that living in a van was a viable option? I actually was, I wanted to go to Thailand. I really wanted to go to Thailand. Um, YouTube, you watch these videos, right? And, you, and I was watching these videos on digital nomads, people that were in Thailand. I hope you can hear me. This heater air thing just came on. And so maybe, look, can, I, can I turn it off? Is that okay? Or, all right. Sorry about that. So I thought it'll go off in just a second. So I, I wanted to go to Thailand. YouTube sent me down a rabbit hole of seeing people in Thailand and that it was affordable to live, cheap, good food, street food, good street food, uh, digital nomads. And then I, I watched a video of an older person in Thailand and he said that he um, had to jump out of a window. Seriously, his like apartment caught on fire. He didn't have insurance. They came to the hospital and took his passport. And then I started thinking about riding a scooter and loose dogs. I'm like, you're old behind. Can't You ain't going to make it in. The USA has beautiful places to explore. Why not start there? But my original intention was Thailand. But then YouTube took me down this rabbit hole of Bob Wales, Cheap RV Living, Crystal Vanner and van dwelling. So I said, you know what? I can do that. You know, my parents, they didn't live in a van, but remember those, you probably don't. There was the vans that had the bar and all of that kind of stuff in it. And so they used to camp and travel to different states in this van. So I was like, I can live in a van. I know I can, I know me. So I knew I could live in a van. So I went the route of van life, right? And I was traveling and I had went to uh, New York and I was in LaGuardia Airport and I was like, it's a nightmare traveling, going through airports. It's like a mile. I always miss my plane. I was like, I can't do airports. They're little cities. I was like, I prefer doing road trips because airports are cities. Like it takes a lot to get through an airport. So I was like, I can road trip. I'll road trip around. And so it's fun. I grew up camping and I knew it was for me. I knew the lifestyle was for me. I knew it would be. It's a great way to travel. That's for sure. Quick little interruption from today's podcast. I just wanted to say that I am doing a cross country tour in our camper van this year, and I'm wanting to meet up with as many van dwellers as possible to film van tours for different media. So if you're interested in getting your van featured on different media, it's a great way to spread your social media, your businesses, and get yourself out there. And I would love to hear from you. There's some contact information in the description and let's link up and make that happen. So I'm curious though, it's been three years in the minivan. 
why have you decided not to build it out more than more than it is? People ask me that, but it's a bed. I think in a minivan, I think with a van life, unless you plan on like cooking and all you need is a bed. My goal, my true intention is to live out of a van. And with that in mind, I get Airbnbs. I do casinos. I do all kinds of stuff. So even though I'm in that box of van life, I'm more of a nomad. I consider myself more of a nomad or a slow mad than a van lifer. I really do. And I understand that with YouTube, you kind of go down this pigeonhole and then people, they ask you questions and you are a van lifer. But if you, if I stop and pull away all the layers at the heart of everything, I am a nomad. I like to travel around. I like to travel at my own place, pace. I like to get motels, Airbnb. And I am a nomad. So the reason why I have not built it out is because at the heart of it all, I am a nomad. I am a slow mad. I like to travel on my own terms. And so a van works great when it works. And when it doesn't, I camp at campgrounds. I do all kinds of stuff. So I don't know. I just am not, I'm committed to this lifestyle, but I am a nomad. The first, if you would ask me what I am, I am a nomad. And there's a big difference. I am a, I live in a van. I do live full-time in a van, but I reserve the right to get a motel, an Airbnb, to stay with friends, to stay with family. And that's the reason why I thought about it. Like even with going to the RTR, it's like, if you don't go to the RTR, you have to be Christian. You know, you have to like go there. That's like the, that's what everybody does, right? You follow that path. And as I thought about it, I do want to meet a lot of the people, but I don't, I don't still have the same... I still want to meet Bob Wells, absolutely, but I just don't have that saying when I thought about when I started this lifestyle three years ago, I don't have the, I don't know, the RTR isn't as, as appealing to me as it was when I originally wanted to go. I still have a great deal of admiration and respect for Bob Wells. I would love to meet him. I would love to meet some of the other people that I've gotten to know over YouTube, but being in the RTR I don't know if that's really for me. Um, you know, with what's going on, everything. And I want to, I'm an older, you know, I want to wear a mask and I want to be safe. And I know that when I went to school at UP, because I was at school at UP in July and August, and um, we go in each other's, I was in people's schoolie, I was, they were in my van, and we do a lot of close communication. So it's important for me to be safe. And like I said, I have some type of skin thing going on. Um, I just have some different issues that it's important for me to be safe. Not saying I wouldn't be safe there because I trust my wells, but I just wanted to, I thought about it and I was saying, is it, is it something that's right now? Is it something that I need to do right now with everything going on and how close the van community is? I'm always eating somebody's food. I'm giving people food. You know, it's just like, it's too much you know, connection going on. So I don't know if that was the right, I don't know if that was the right, I don't know if it's the right time. So I just decided to do Route 66. So fair enough, fair enough. So I'm always curious about the types of people that end up living in a van. Um, I would love to know a little bit about what it was like for you growing up and, and a little bit about your kind of backstory a little bit. So ironically, I went to UCLA, not the, I went there for writing, film, and TV. So not the camera part of it, just the extension. I am a college graduate. I am a mother divorced with two grown kids. Um, I grew up, I was in a very religious family. 
And we grew up in Seven Day Adventist. And one of the trips we took, the only trip we took, because I was raised by my grandparents, was to a camp meeting. It was called Camp Meeting. And we would go there for like two weeks. And we camped in tents that had floors. And we also had a dormitory. You know, it was like a, a Christian college campus. And so we camped. So I grew up camping as a little kid. I've always liked camping. I've, I lived in California for 10 years when I was married with my kids and I camped and I've always been an outdoor minimalist. This is what you get. I've never been that kind of, I've always just had a very basic and limit. I didn't I don't need a lot to have a great time. And so um, grew up, was raised by my grandparents, um, went to school. I graduated from a college in Ohio. My undergraduate degree is English literature. I went out, I was in a, a program, ironically, Bill Cosby program. Um, it was a writing program before all the stuff with Bill Cosby happened. And so I have a creative background. I'm an educated, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I never could color in the lines. I was never a kind of person that, when, if it was something normal, I didn't. it didn't appeal to me. I don't know. I kind of always wanted to um, dance to the beat of my own drum and kind of just be creative. And I love outdoors and... <laughs> that's just how I am. So I hope that gives you a little about me, anything else. Um, I've worked, um, I've had traditional jobs. I was very miserable. I worked in corporate America, just very miserable. I never wanted to like, I didn't believe you had to like comb your hair. I just didn't believe in all the stuff that you had to do. I just wanted to be me. <laughs> just wanted to be me. And I found the best way to be me is to not, when, the, when, my, head, when my kids were growing up, I felt like I needed more, but as a 50 year old for some, so many years, even when I was with the room in the roommate situation, I just never had, I don't need a lot. And I've never wanted a lot of things. I like things, but I don't, I never needed a lot of things. I feel like it's unnecessary. <laughs> I'm very humble. I'm a minimalist. Well, I'm not, let me just not tell that lie. I strive to be a minimalist to declutter. But I have never needed a lot of things and I've never had a desire for things. A lot of my friends are what I call very fancy and I've never been a fancy girly girl. I'm just, I'm just plain and I'm, I'm okay with that. So I'd love to go back to the moment where you were first moving into your van and get into the mind of, of how you were feeling and, and what you were thinking about. Like what was, what was that experience like for you finally? and actually moving into your van for the first time. I had been watching Bob Wells and Crystal Vanner. And so Bob Wells said to practice, he said to, I bought a van. It's funny because I was taking my car at the time I had a truck and I was taking it to a repair shop. And right across the street from the repair shop was a, a new car dealership, but they had like the old vans. You know how they have the old vans on the, and I saw this van and it didn't have seats in it. And I was like, I can live in that. And I literally bought, I bought it. Like I bought it. It was like $1,700. Not the van I have now. I bought it. And um, I got my ex-husband. I was like, can you build me a bed? And um, I was living in that van. I was, that's the first van I had. I still had my truck and I still had the roommate situation. So I started practicing. Bob Will said practice. So I started going to like stores and seeing if I could actually sleep overnight in a van. I was like, can I really sleep? Okay, and I was just like, I can't use the bathroom. I'm not going to be able to use the bathroom in the van. And then I was like, oh, I can use the bathroom in the van, number one. You know, do number one P. I was like, I can use the bathroom. And I just started practicing. And then um, I got, I, I was on YouTube, so I started meeting other people. And I started camping with people. And 
it was on from that point. It was just like, I can do this. I actually enjoy this lifestyle. I actually enjoy it. I, I do. I actually enjoy this lifestyle. I don't enjoy cold weather or when I'm not feeling well, none of that kind of stuff. But again, there is no one van blueprint that fits all. And so I think that at least I still get that in my mind. Like, well, you haven't been to the RTR and you don't live all the way full time in your van. So it feels like you're not really a van dweller, but I am a van dweller. I do live in my van. So and I'd love to hear. I mean, you've mentioned it a few times, sort of the community, and it sounds like you were sort of introduced to the community pretty early on by meeting up with other van dwellers. Um, how important is that sort of community? And and tell me a little bit about that van life community a little bit. But I think being on YouTube, people start to, even if you have a small channel, people, excuse me, <clears throat> they reach out to you. You find that people, for whatever reason, they connect with you. And I'm honored. I'm sincerely honored. And so you start to meet people. And for some reason, some people are drawn to, are interested in this lifestyle because they don't have a choice and they see me living humbly. And so they think if she can do this at her age and I have to do this, then I'm just drawn to them. I am a humble, very humble person. Um, and so you just start to meet people and they, they, they ask you if you want to go camping or they say they're going to be in your town. Would you like to meet them? And um, I just say yes to pretty much everybody. And I meet them, I'll camp with them or if they're coming through my town and I've traveled with people to Schoolie UP. Um, I went to people Schoolie UP. I went to Stone Mountain, Georgia. When people say, hey, I'm planning this trip. Would you like to come? And I just get in on a trip and yeah, so it's really cool. I think you you need that support because your family members and the friend people you went to college with, people you worked in corporate America with, they think you're crazy, and that's okay. I think they're crazy, but because they're in a rat race. But and so you need that kind of you need people who get you right. You need people who they know you're not crazy. They understand your heart and where you're coming from. And so meeting people who either have to be in this lifestyle. Or they're choosing like some type of adventure. Um, it, it helps because I couldn't do it without, I couldn't do it or I could do it, but I wouldn't want to do it without this community of people that I meet on YouTube and um, that I've met when I've been out camping or traveling. I don't know how it would be. It wouldn't be fun for sure. And so I've learned so much, even with me going Route, 60, route 66, if I had talked to a friend who I camped with, she was like, well, you know, there's like, and I'm like, I didn't know, like, really? She was like, you don't, you didn't know that there is a, you're going to be going up an incline. It's going to be ice. And I'm like, really? You know, so I, I did not know. And so I need these people. These people are, um, they have been instrumental in me even surviving van life. Like I have like a butane stove. I do, I don't know how to, I'm a camper, but I'm not a glamper. I don't do glamper, camp, but I don't. Just basic stuff. I'm like, oh, I'll figure it out when I get there. And they're like, well, you didn't bring a... I'm like, what, I needed that? I'm like, it's kind of crazy, but my friends, they have really saved me. Or the people that I've met on YouTube or just... I would be in trouble without these people. So, yeah, definitely would be in trouble. Yeah, it's a very supportive and uh, informative type of community for sure. Like, you're able to get the information you need just for the survival as well. It's definitely and safety right just yeah definitely you have that community but uh i'm curious do you ever find that you get lonely uh living in a van <laughs> i don't i'm an introvert even though people think introvert means you're shy 
I'm definitely not shy. I'm very, I have extrovert tendencies or what's the ambient vert, but I'm definitely at the heart of things, an introvert. So I enjoy being alone. I'm a writer. I'm an independent author. And so creating my products, working on my cozy mysteries and my books, I love it. And so, no, I do not. I get, no matter, you know, people, you get emails from people, guys, you get emails, you know, I can imagine if I was like Janelle Ileana, somebody, but you get all these emails from people who think you're lonely, <laughs> you know, they kind of, but no, I'm not at all, not lonely at all. I go to campgrounds. I've camped in Minnesota, Wisconsin by myself. Um, I go there by myself, but I don't leave because <laughs> I'm always meeting people. I just have that kind of personality where I just meet a lot of people. And that's why people don't think I'm an introvert because I never met a stranger. <laughs> just don't be strangers. So, but I am an introvert and I enjoy my, I need my alone time. I need it. Um, I have some friends right now, they're waiting on me and it's like, I can't call them back because I'm kind of like my gas tank isn't isn't full, right? And so I'm drained just from I just like ran a challenge and I'm just really tired. And so I have all these phone calls I need to make. And of course, here I am on the interview, but it's hard to it's just I just I just I have a lot of friends and I meet a lot of people and I'm a people magnet. People like me. I'm thankful and honored, but it, it's a lot, you know. With my family, I have a big family and that's enough, you know, it's just, yeah. Well, it's a conducive lifestyle for someone like you who's introverted, I think, where you can kind of get away a little bit and have your own secluded space as well. Your own contained. The only time I feel space. lonely is when I'm indoors, like, you know, confined and like in the outdoors, there's always something to do, always something to explore, to see, to think about as a creator, a writer, there's always a project you need to finish there's no time for loneliness. There just isn't. So I'm curious, um, what, do, how do you like, um, what are some of your personal beliefs that help you kind of bring yourself up when you're feeling low in life? Um, knowing that I do have people that love me. So um, as far as like, and you do not, let me just say this, this winter cold, it kind of has you, it puts you in a certain headspace. It really does. It's like it puts you in a different. So um, just knowing that I do have people that are there for me and people that I am there for, even though I am an introvert and um, I need a lot of alone time, just knowing that I do have um, people who they have my back. And even if I hide from them for like three months or six months or two weeks or whatever, when I go and say, hey, you know what? Let's talk. They're there for me. So that keeps me, I don't know if that's necessarily my belief, but that's what keeps me um, you know, feeling okay. That's what keeps me that's why I feel okay is because I do know I have people that are there for me and I'm there for them, even though I'm an introvert and I don't, I only can be there for you in an emergency, but I'm there when they need me. I'm there. <laughs> You've been in the van for three years. I'm curious to hear some of the stories of your van life experience, just some of your most memorable experiences you've had. It's going to start an awful story, a bad story. I was at a Walmart, right? And, and I got towed. Well, it was an attempted tow with me in a car. Like literally, I was at a Walmart. Yeah. So that was horrible. Like my you know how people get the knock? Like the first knock. I never got a knock. I just woke why I wasn't sleeping. I was resting. And my car was on the toe. And it was a the police had to come and free me. I like recorded it live. I did I don't know why I did, but I did. 
So that was kind of not kind of that was the worst thing that had ever happened in van life. Uh, but more memorable experiences is just going to different campgrounds, being nervous. Like I went to, I was camping in Minnesota and Wisconsin during some very um, troubling times and just, you know, in our, in America, whatever. And I didn't know how it would be received being at a campground and just being, I'm like, is it okay for me to be here? And they're like, please go, you know, so just meeting people different of different with different backgrounds, um, just, I don't know, meeting people, just that's some of my more memorable times. People, you know, you meet them and you all are like sharing a meal, you know, it's just like just camping with friends. I love campfires. I said, I want to see a thousand campfires, like just camping, like just loving the outdoors, just exploring places that I would have never been. Some of the people from my YouTube channel have reached out and told me about places I would have never, I'd never even heard of. I would have never thought to go. And because they said, you want to do this? And I'm like, sure. And so that has been some of the most memorable times is just going places I've never heard of and never would have probably went. But these people got enough of me to invite me. Um, memorable people saying, hey, you know, I've been inspired. <laughs> and I'm like, inspired by me? Really? I don't do anything. I'm actually... And you just feel honored. So just meeting people and um, just me, yeah, meeting people some of the most memorable times. And it sounds like nature is also a, a kind of an important thing for you as well. Nature saves me. It really does. Um, you know, I don't know if it's true about uh, all van dwellers, but I know for me, like I have anxiety. Anxiety just is one of those things. But when I'm out in nature and just by water, I just feel, I don't, I don't, I'm not as, I'm, when I'm indoors, I am sometimes filled with anxiety. But when I'm outdoors, it's not the same. I just feel a sense of calmness, a sense of peace, and um, it's just a relaxation. Um, I don't know. Just outdoors helps me feel. It takes away some of my anxiety, some of the anxious feelings that I have, and so it's, it's, it's not. It's not. It's an experience, a free experience that people underestimate. They think, "Oh, I want to be indoors. I want to be indoors with TVs and." electronic devices and I'm like please for the love of pancakes banana stuff pancakes I don't want a TV I don't want all this stuff I just want to be outdoors and um I don't know it just has healing I'm healing when I'm outdoors I'm feeling relaxed I'm not as anxious or worried I don't even have a care in the world honestly when I'm like on the road I'm like oh did that happen oh, okay you know so it's kind of I kind of I am less filled with anxiety being outdoors it's well put I, nature is very healing that's for sure it's very healing yes definitely you mentioned it a little bit but i'm curious what you do for you know bathroom facilities for showers and, and toilets so planet fitness um i have a planet fitness membership i do pee in my van i know that sounds very direct i try to never do two in my van um I'm pretty regular, so I go into like, like I'll go into a Home Depot that's early in the morning because I'm pretty regular. If it was an emergency, I do have a foldable, collapsible uh, toilet for an emergency. I have no problem peeing with in my van. My van is cleaner than a lot of facilities that I go to, but I do not like doing the other thing in my van. I will, if there's an emergency, I do have a folding. And I went through all kinds of different toilet systems. I had the the bucket, right? Um, my cousin bought me a camping toilet. The actual, it flushes and 
I've never used it, but right now I've settled on a, you know, collapsible or foldable, the toilet that folds, and that's my uh, go-to. But I don't use that even, to, I don't use that to pee. I know that sounds like, but no, I don't. I just, <laughs> I just pee in my van using a little cup and, you know, it's pretty bizarre. But as far as showering, um, I go to Planet Fitness when I'm camping. I camp a lot. That's another thing that makes my van life different than some other people's van life. They are, I don't know what reason they're in van life, but because I do have, I do earn money. I do earn money as a digital nomad. I can pay for a campground. And because I am camping with people, we sometimes split the cost, but I take showers at campgrounds. Um, I could do it. I've done a truck stop once. I don't want to use truck stops, but um, that's how I, um, campgrounds, Planet Fitness, and depending like in the winter, I don't need to even go into Planet Fitness every day because it's freezing, but I do have the collapsible bucket if I want the hot water system to just face, you know, the important parts, but um, yeah, I go to gym, campgrounds, hotels. <laughs> so being a digital nomad, uh, you know, electricity has got to be a little bit important and, and Wi-Fi capabilities. So, so how, what do you do for electrical and for internet? So I have a Jackery for my laptop. Um, I have a internet like WeBoost or some kind of boost. But what I do honestly is that I have a subscription service to a coffee house. I don't want to give them like promotion, but there is a coffee. And I guess I can say it. I don't, I gave them so Panera Bread. I don't know if you, Panera Bread has an unlimited coffee subscription. So you pay like $8.99 a month. And you get unlimited coffee or tea. It has to be hot coffee or tea. And you can get it every two hours. But, you know, so say you go in, like I go in Panera Bread, right? And I get a cup of coffee. And you're just, you're in there. You're sitting there. Sometimes I order because I know they don't just want you to. But as long as you have this, it comes out of your checking account. And um, that's where I do. I go in coffee shops. Um, I go in libraries, whatever. But I just prefer working in my van. And I do have internet. I have a, a Jackery. So I'm able to work in my van. My van is, um, it's comfortable. Like the, I have my back seats up, even though I use a smaller desk, I also have a folding desk, like the, this black fold out desk. And it's exactly like, as I'm sitting here talking to you, you're on my refrigerator and hotel, but my desk is just like this. Like how I'm sitting, I am able to, my, my, um, head doesn't touch my ceiling. And I have perfect capabilities to work. And that's how I work. I create my digital products right from my van. Um, like now, I'm in a hotel. I work just wherever. But it's so easy to work from your van. I mean, because I'm not working for a company where you have to, you're on their schedule. Like if you're working, I don't know, what do people work? Nine to five. I'm not working. I'm working for myself. Um, I have a freelance background, freelance writing background. And so I do the kind of work I want to do. And because I'm not a fancy, I'm a humble person, uh, my life is as glamorous or not glamorous as I want it to be. I choose freedom over a lot of fancy things. I've done a lot. I've traveled um, to make, I've been a lot of different places. I've been out of the country. I've gotten grants. That's how I was in New York. But I just, I want to live on my own terms and I don't need a lot to live on my own terms. So I don't want to like, kill myself or break, you know, I, I just, I work according to what I need and I'm okay with that. So 
You've mentioned a few different places, but what kind of areas do you find to park? So basically, you know what I feel most safe doing, even though I had that horrible experience at Walmart, I feel safe when I'm on the road. I prefer rest stops and truck stops. Noise doesn't bother me. Like I feel safe at rest stops and truck stops. But if I'm in my home base of Ohio, then I do grocery stores or like a Cracker Barrel. Um, I prefer, I don't like streets or, you know, I don't like being on, I know it's stealth camping, but I don't know why. I don't, I feel safe only in store parking lots. That's where I feel safe when I'm in my home base. But when I'm traveling, I feel perfectly safe at rest areas and um, especially truck stops. I don't mind noise. Noise doesn't bother me at all. And that's where I feel safe. I feel safe at truck stops and, and rest stops. Um, if it is a, play, a rest stop where it looks kind of, you know, you're thinking like, oh, not a lot of people here, one guy in the car, then I'll just trust my gut and move. But other than that, I love rest stops. I wish rest stops. I love rest stops and truck stops. Doesn't bother me at all. I'm rest stops. And truck. But if I'm in my home base, um, then I will I feel better at grocery stores. Yeah, I feel better. Not even grocery stores, just like a store. Because I have a minivan, I think that's one of, not think, I know that's one of the advantages is that it looks like a mom soccer van or basketball. You know what I mean? It doesn't even look like, people don't even know I'm in there. I don't think, maybe they do, but. Um, so you just hide out and you just, I fit right in. During what was going on, it was more difficult because stores weren't staying open 24 hours. But now workers, they work, you know, the night shift, they have to stock. I park like I'm one of the employees <laughs> and I go to sleep. And I, you know what? I don't even really go to sleep. Like I'm not even really stealth. I am working. I don't even, I'm not even really stealth in those, in a parking lot. I'm not, I'm not, I can't sleep. And so I'm not, besides the one time when I was bothered at the Walmart, I don't get bothered. I'm very low key. I go into business. I purchase whatever I want, gum, whatever I want. You know, I'll go in there, I'll buy something, but um, I don't, you can't hear me in the van. I'm not stirring around and I'm just, I've never, I don't get bothered. I don't get bothered. I don't besides that one time, but I just fit in. I go in there, purchase something. And um, I don't turn off my laptop. I'm like working or I have my phone or I'm writing in my journal, you know, so I'm not bothered. Nobody bothers me though. They think I'm, maybe I'm on a break or something from working my shift. I don't know. So where do you think you would be in your life if you hadn't moved into the van? Somewhere absolutely miserable. I don't know. Um, I probably would have gotten like an efficiency where my home base is in Ohio. I know a lot of places rents aren't affordable, uh, but in Ohio, I don't think that, some people say rents are not affordable in Ohio. I personally don't think that. With me even do, doing what I do, um, I think that rents in the part of Ohio that I live in, rents are still affordable. Now, I know that's not the case with everybody. Everybody doesn't feel that way, but it's not like New York or California where I've lived where you can't afford anything. But here, I think, and I, I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for saying that, but some rent is still affordable. Also, um, like before I had a roommate situation, right? It was a great roommate situation because my roommate worked for an airline, was a professional, was very neat. I can't, I couldn't live with somebody that was, I could not just rent a room from a person that was just a regular person. I have to have a professional. So I think I would probably be, be in the studio. I think I would probably be in the studio. Yeah, studio. I have relatives and friends that have rooms, but that didn't work out. I don't really, you know, I just, I would be in the studio apartment. 
that would be in the studio. Yeah. So I plan to in a couple of years get a boxable. So I don't know if you ever heard of a boxable is just a, it's a, not just a, but they are kind of building themselves as affordable housing. So you can buy a boxable, a house for under 43, like 43,000. Um, it's like 250 a month. Of course you have to have land to put, you can't just like get this house and not have land, but I think it's enough. Not think it is an affordable alternative. So I'm on like a wait list and that's something that that's what my next move is. But if not that, I don't ever see myself um, moving into, I would never move into a house. I just would never do that again. That's just not something I don't, and I don't, as far as rent go, I would pay for like a studio. I might even do another roommate if it was the right situation, but if it's not a professional, if it's just, I wouldn't do it. So I would just get a studio, probably a little studio, studio apartment. Yeah. So in what ways do you think that van life has helped you as a person? Um, definitely with just taking control over how, what I want to do. Um, it, it's helped me definitely with anxiety, um, just feeling more free, freedom, not having, I never could color in the lines. Like even going through school, I used to say, you can't even color in a line. I just, I, I don't like break lawful rules, but I'm just kind of a person, not kind of, I'm a person that thinks outside the box. So van life has helped me with a sense of freedom, live life on my own terms. People have so many judgments against, oh, well, you're crazy. Or you, you know, they just have all these kind of different things, but I'm living life on my own terms. And I sincerely, I do care what people think, but not enough to let them know that I care what they think. And so even though I've heard from the grapevine that people think this or that or whatever. It I have so much peace. I don't have to worry about, I am in corporate America, so I can't cover my hair or I can't twist my hair or I can't, you know, I just, I can live my life out loud how I want to live it. And because I'm not, I don't have anything to prove to anybody. And um, it's helped me just be me, be feel free. And I have to second guess I'm wearing this or I got this from a thrift store or just, just, just live my life how I want to live it on my own terms. I don't need a lot. Um, I know people who need so many different things. They spend so much on things that mean nothing like clothing and purses and hair, all this hair. And it's like, I don't care about any of that. So just living life on my own terms, having freedom, freedom to create, freedom to um, work as hard or as little as I want, <laughs> as hard, as little as I want, um, and to not lead a lot, to just live a simple life. And I'm okay with simplicity. I'm okay with my humble lifestyle and I don't need it. And it's like when I'm with other people, then I think, oh, but they have this house or they, and, or they have all this, you know, I don't care about any of that. So just living life on my own terms. <laughs> That's great. So you mentioned uh, Boxable, but um, I'm curious to hear sort of what's next for you. So right now, still van life. Like for instance, I am in, I think there's so much more to come with me in van life. But again, I want to really stress that I am a nomad. So being a nomad, that may mean that the next three months, um, I am living on with some, I'll rent some a space on some land planted in a place. I know some van dwellers who don't travel, they rent parts of a place with their van. So for me, living as a nomad, I am, I do live in a van. So, right, it's van life, but just 
taking it one day at a time, a slow mad, um, finding somewhere. If I find somewhere on this route that I'm enjoying, who am I in a rush for? Like, I don't have a calendar or an alarm clock. I know I have these people waiting and that does bring me, you know, I feel guilty, but I didn't get into this lifestyle. I didn't name my channel Joy Route to be on a time on somebody else's schedule. And I keep saying, people say, when are you getting here? Well, you just give me a timeline. And I'm like, there is no timeline, but I don't want to hurt anybody feeling feelings. But um, yeah, just, I just go with the flow. And I just don't want to feel like I have to be here or RTR. If you don't go to the RTR, then you haven't, you aren't official, you know? So yeah, I don't know what you asked me what's next for me. Because I don't know. I lost track of the question. Oh, that's all right. I think you answered it well. Um, where can people follow your adventures? I am enjoying it. At 50 years old, I wanted to live in a van and get a YouTube channel. And I've done both. And I'm not a, even though I went to film school for writing, so not actually for camera, um, I'm on Joy Route. Frankie, my name is Frankie, no E, Joy Route on YouTube. And I bring my uh, authenticity. People seem to like me. I don't know. Um, but yeah, they can follow me on, on, on Dream Route on YouTube. Thanks so much for talking to me today. I really appreciate you uh, being on the podcast. Thanks so much for having me and best wishes to you. I believe her name is Emily and to your, your homestead and all the stuff you've got going on. Thanks, Frankie. Thank you. Take care. All right. Thanks everybody for watching. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you listen to podcasts, this is available on all podcast platforms. 